Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and hey, it has been absolutely, absolutely amazing to hear uh, the response from each and every one of you, and uh, that uh, you are ready, willing, and able to push back push back against the onslaught that is coming at us at this very moment. And that is this critical race theory uh, foolishness that we have uh, been experiencing in this country. We're going to talk a lot about this. And I got to tell you something, uh, folks, I need to really talk to you uh, as a well, as a fellow traveler in this in this in this country, yeah. But also, I want to talk to you today, my friends, as uh, an American citizen who happens to be black, who knows uh, what it is for you to. And I'm talking to my Caucasian friends right now who happen to believe that somehow um, you are inferior because of your, 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 your skin color. Huh? You know, that, that, that whole script has been flipped on you. And the same way that, you know, black people knew back in the, the day, way back, going all the way back to whenever, you know, slavery was, was occurring here back in the, the uh, 17, 1800s in, the, in, in America. Slavery only existed in America. I want you to put a, put a stop there. Ameri- slavery only existed in America for 86 years after America became a country. Yeah. That's that's all. Not the four hundred years, not the sixteen nineteen project, all that kind of thing. A, a, a slavery only existed in America once we became a country, once the founding fathers ratified the Declaration of Independence from England, and then you know had to fight the War of eighteen twelve to keep it, to keep America. Uh, slavery only existed eighty. Six years, not the 400 they're trying to, to feed you. And what was going on was that, yeah, sure, people of 
certainly African descent in this country as slaves were absolutely mistreated because they were slaves. I mean, come on, I mean, you know, they were slaves, all right? That uh, point conceded, all right? But the fact of the matter is they knew then that they were getting a raw deal because of the color of their skin. Let me tell you how they really knew it. Because there were those who were on the plantation who were treated better than the darker slaves were because their skin was lighter, right? That happened. It, it happens today. It, well, I don't know if it happens so much today because uh, the world actually is becoming so homogenized. At least America is. America is the last place probably on earth that, uh, well, England, uh, China, you know, uh, you know. It was not quite as homogenized as some of the other places in the world, you know, like uh, South America or, you know, the continent of Africa. There's, uh, you know, places like that. But they knew they were getting a raw deal, right? Because of the color of their skin. What I'm saying to you, my Caucasian friends here in, in, in America today is this. You're getting the same raw deal <laughs> that that was meted out to them who had a legitimate beef in a time that has gone by. Yet what you are seeing in, in, in too many instances, what you are seeing in a crazy way, you are seeing this become you talk about the Corona 19 uh, or Corona, uh, COVID-19. This is a virus. It is a social virus that is infecting uh, our entire society. It's, it's, it, listen, it is making people crazy. Let me give you a for instance. Uh, this um, Olympic athlete, I won't mention her name. Because, see, you give people that type of um, exposure. But you, you read the story about the Olympic athlete, female Olympic athlete, who turns her back on the American flag while the national anthem is playing. Now, keep in mind here that she is at an Olympic, uh, an, uh, an Olympic trial. Are, are you hearing me? She's trying out for the Olympic team. Why? So that... She can represent the United States of America. That's that's the point. She that's the whole reason why she is trying out, right? So she can represent the United States of America. Now, let me just to get an idea of just how crazy this whole thing is. The very country that has given her the platform to be somebody in the greatest land on the face of the nation. That gave her parents and her grandparents, even though things may not have been as good for her grandparents or her parents. Well, she's a young kid. Things were good for her parents. (laughs) Things were good for her parents that were not good for her grandparents. And, and, and certainly not her great-grandparents. This kid is biting. Have you ever heard that phrase? Uh, that that, that don't, you don't bite the hand that free, feeds you? 
And you don't bite the hand that freed you either, as far as that's concerned. Totally fraudulent. Uh, but you don't do it. This is what this current generation of black kids is certainly doing. They are, and listen, they can call me any kind of names they want to call me, but this is biting the hand that has fed the success that we have had in this country. This is what that's called. I tell you what it's also called. It's called ingratitude. I don't think you hear me. Ingratitude. That's what it's called. And uh, friends, when someone is in ungrateful, when someone doesn't appreciate what has been done, it has been said that that is one of the, that is the ultimate sin, is the sin of ingratitude. And so this girl who has been given that opportunity to display her gifts, display her talents, even to make mega tons of money. Let me tell you why, because she is going to get, if she's any good, and she is, big time endorsements, right? You better believe that she is. She's going to get big time endorsements. She couldn't do it if she was uh, running for Nigeria, or, 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 or trying out for Nigeria, what's it worth? Uh, even England, their athletes don't enjoy the stardom that American athletes do. English athletes or, or athletes from other countries, they have to come here to really become famous. Huh? Even though Bolt uh, is a phenomenon in his own country, Jamaica, hey, and he's a, he's a star here. But you have to be a big star on the American stage in order to be a big star anywhere else. She is a born American. She is an American citizen with opportunities that none of us uh, could possibly have dreamed of if we lived 50 years ago. Not in her. Listen, Jesse Owens at his, in his day was the greatest athlete alive, but yet. He didn't get the he didn't get the the props he he deserved. You go back and you talk to these professional athletes, uh, even amateur athletes. Go talk to Bruce Jenner, who is now Caitlyn. Bruce, folks, Bruce Jenner. For those of you under forty, maybe under four, maybe those of you under fifty. For those of you under fifty, you probably don't remember that Bruce Jenner was the Michael Jordan, as far as sports world was concerned, of his day. He was Hercules. Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin, she was. Or, or, or he, she was. You know. They, she, he was. He was the Michael Jordan of his day. And, 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 and the point that I'm getting at he made he made all kind of weed the Wheaties box, all kind of endorsements came his way. He became a wealthy man, became so wealthy it messed up his mind or did it? I don't know. Maybe Bruce was doing what he did all along back when he was Hercules. I, I don't know. But I do know that the opportunities that these athletes get today make what he was getting 
back when he was a real outstanding top of the top of the line, the number one decathlete athlete in the world, which made him the top athlete in the in the world, period. He didn't make near he doesn't he doesn't come anywhere close to what these guys are getting, and they are not even grateful for the fact that they can get it. Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this just a second here. Let's talk about this. Listen. Okay. Let's say that you are an athlete running for office. Let's say you have an athlete. I mean, let's say that you have an athlete that is running or or trying out for uh, some team. And you somehow just uh, were born in China. You were born in Nigeria. You, You were born somewhere else. What then are we, if they play your, if they play your national anthem, the Chinese national anthem, if they play, uh, you know, the Nigerian national anthem or the Russian national anthem, and you turn your back on, you disrespect the country, Russia, China, Nigeria, wherever it may be. Uh, what, what do you think would happen? And why do you think it would happen? It won't happen here in this country because we have the privilege of being able to uh, protest but what makes this country great is that you have the privilege to do that but if you abuse it goes away huh if you abuse it it goes away and and what she is doing in her own way is causing the freedom, the privilege that she has to be an American athlete representing the greatest nation on the face of the planet. What she is causing is that privilege to actually uh, go away. Friends, I am telling you, it's a sad state of affairs when people who uh, should know better you understand what I'm saying people who should know better are not doing better toward the nation that has given them the great opportunity that they enjoy How, how can an American athlete Huh? How can an American athlete possibly 
disrespect his nation when he is getting paid millions to play a game? Huh? How is it possible that an American athlete can disrespect the nation that gives them the ability to make huge money playing a game. This is why you need to stand up, push back, and I've been telling you, especially my Caucasian friends, I have been telling you and I've been telling you that this is, I'm telling you, it's just just absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy what's what what you're allowing to happen to you you are letting what happened to people way in the past and surely we're going back past 1968 but even further back into the late 1700s and the early 1800s the early 60s early 1900s you are letting people relegate you Back to the past. So, I don't know why you stand for it, but I can tell you this. As I've said across this country, and I'm saying it again, and I know that there are people who are afraid to to speak their minds because, well, they're afraid to speak their minds. But I'm going to speak mine. I'm going to tell you what I feel about this. Folks, when we talk about the Jeffersons, the Washingtons, the Lincolns, and well, leave Lincoln out of it for now. He came along later. But the Hamiltons and the Franklins, uh, all of these names that you're allowing this uh, critical race theory thing to attack and tear down the monuments to these men, they were the founding fathers of this nation. And whatever good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, when they wrote the words, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these is life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. When those words were written, they guaranteed that the day would come when all of us would enjoy freedom in this America, regardless of what your station in life may have been at that point in time, when they wrote those words, They guaranteed that you, me, and everybody who comes after us could maintain a freedom. We are destroying that. I'll be back in just a few moments with more of the C.L. Bryant Show.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. And um, I would would want to continue uh, down this street now by pointing out the obvious hypocrisy that goes along with this type of of thinking. Uh, Listen, all of you know that it was the Democrats, right? Listen, Listen to me. All of you know that it was the Democrats who, in fact, from the very outset, Ocasio-Cortez, Tlaib, Omar, Presley, the crowd, the, 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 the squad, whatever you want to call them, all right? They were the Democrat operatives, uh, and they first brought out the idea that uh, – they wanted to defund the police, right? Yeah. They, they, they actually um, had the idea that they wanted to defund the police. And friends, let me say this to you. I don't know how you could stand by and actually watch what's about to happen here. I don't see how you do it, but I think you're going to. You are going to see Democrats try and blame Republicans for the spike in crime in this country. Yeah. They're going to try to say that because Republicans would not sign on to the uh, stimulus bill that they that, that they contain some things in it where you know the cities, if they wanted to, could use the funds to uh, you know beef up whatever law enforcement uh, measures they needed. But it was a choice of Democrat cities to do that if we pass. But all the other stuff that was in that stimulus package, um, no clue, no clue what that's all, what, what that money would be spent for. 
And so Republicans voted against it. So the lie, the lie that Democrats want to tell now is this one. Um, <laughs> Republicans, conservatives are responsible for the high rate of crime in the street. You know what's happening, right? You know what's happening. They are seeing the backlash going on around this country. They are seeing Joe Biden's number uh, begin to, they're shrinking. Joe Biden is fading fast. How long has he been in office? Six months, seven months now? He is fading fast among his own people. Trump is still at 80% among his own. You still have the never Trumpers. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do about it? Huh? Are you going to stand by and let them flip that script on you like that? What's happened to you, Americans? What's happened to you, Caucasian Americans in particular? And, and black Americans, uh, as I was going to go down this road, I want to say this to you, black Americans. You need to be a good friend now to yourself and to those who we helped build this country with. Oh, we play different roles. There's no question about that. But we if there's some kind of conspiracy to keep people down, then guess what, black folks? You're a part of that. In fact, you're a co-conspirator. Because, yeah, you if it's one you want to say against the Indians, hey, you were in on it, too. If it was against the, the, the Mexicans coming, you were in on it, too. Don't you ever forget that uh, we were here. When everybody else came along with the Europeans, we were here. When everybody else came, we were the Buffalo Soldiers. When everybody else came, we were here. We did fight in the Revolutionary War. In every war that this nation has ever fought against those who would uh, be foreign invaders, we fought against them. We did that. Yes, we did. And, 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 and friends, let me tell you this. When we look at the, the, the level of, 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 of what it has taken to maintain America, black people and Caucasians, Europeans, you and us have done it together. We've come through a very bad period of time uh, together. No question about it. But what I'm saying to you now is that you Caucasians are letting the script that we had gotten past as far as this uh, race thing is concerned and, and actually oppressing someone 
because of their race. You've let that just go too far without you pushing back against it. And now it's hurting everybody because you failed to speak. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to blame you uh, for uh, the, the, the troubles of America. I'm not trying to blame you for that. I'm just saying that there was a time when you spoke up and spoke out against the type of oppression that you yourself once was no doubt in this country. I'm not talking about all of you, but I'm talking about those who did own slaves. They were, but it was that was a small percentage of Americans. My point is this. How come you don't tell your story? Why, why don't you tell your story? Huh? You don't do it. You don't, you don't tell your story. You, you uh, wait around and, 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 and let people define you in ways that's just not healthy. That's what's happening. You're being defined in ways that are not healthy. And so, my fellow Americans, my friends, uh, there is something that you've got to do about it. There's something that you have to uh, push back on. And so, you better rock and roll. Before it's too late, because time is running out. The blatant lies, the blatant lies that are being told, <laughs> they are being told, and people are believing them because they're looking for somebody to blame. Which is, which is human nature, you know, human nature. We're looking for somebody to blame for our, our, our hardship, our troubles. And Democrats are the poster children for people who are looking for someone to blame. And it's been, the game has been played for a long time. Blame the man who has the money. Blame the man who's paying your salary. Blame him for whatever reason. Blame him. But uh, don't, uh, don't dare blame lack of, uh, let's say, gumption. What the old folks use, gumption. You don't have any gumption. You don't, you don't have any, any, any to drive. You're not self-motivated. Frederick Douglass, a slave, uh, had every reason, every reason not to achieve, not to succeed, had every reason to give up, every reason. And uh, I don't know what went down. I don't know uh, why 
things changed after Booker T. Washington, and even certainly Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy's death. I don't know why it happened, but I do know what happened. Once those people were off the scene who really knew how, uh, you know, to succeed in America, and that is to take initiative. Yeah, we, we, when, when, when black folks were slaves, we could see that white people took initiative to do this, that, and the other with their lives. And they could build stuff. They could own stuff. And the key to all of it was being able to be free and then own your own stuff. That's what, that's what the, that's, that's the example. That the capitalist system that was bursting out all around black uh, enslaved Americans. That's what it spoke to them is that if you could just get that, if you could just get free, if you could just have that, then, hey, you could enjoy the American experience just like, just like everyone else. But you're being hoodwinked. You're being swindled. Let me tell you something, Caucasian friends of mine. You are being bamboozled. Uh, you're being bam- bamboozled. And you need, to, you need to push back. And you need to push back now. So, disrespecting the flag, a Nigerian athlete, disrespecting the national anthem of Nigeria, you get your head chopped off. Same thing would happen uh, with disrespecting uh, the national anthem or the flag, a, a Chinese athlete, disrespecting the national anthem of China, you get your head chopped off. What's up? Why, how have we gotten here? Let me tell you what happened. How'd you get Al Sharpton? The old saying goes, King had a dream. Jesse has a scheme. Um, King had a dream. Jesse had a scheme. And remember, for those of you who um, don't, Remember Jesse Jackson? And, and you know, it's, ma- it's amazing. There's a bunch of kids growing up now that don't remember Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Hey, anybody over 35, anybody over 35, you got to remember Michael Jackson. But it seems that, well, I'd say anybody over 30, you got to be over, over at least over 30. You, you, you got to know who Michael Jackson was. But you don't necessarily know who Jesse Jackson was. So there, there's a group of people growing up now that don't know, realize how we got into this hustle. Let me tell you. King had a dream. Jesse had a scheme. What was Jesse's scheme? Jesse's scheme was to uh, make sure 
that he locked in a method of shaking down large companies like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, you know, large companies, NBA, what have you, shaking them down for money. This started to happen right after King's death, right after Dr. King. You know, oh, you know, those of you who are over 35 and 40, you hear it all the time now. It's become the sing song of every uh, television show that comes on Fox. Uh, Dr. King said, uh, you know, we should be judged by the content of our character and not the color of our skin. Uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, that is the case. There's no doubt about that. But uh, that is not, we're nowhere anywhere near what he was wanting or even talking about. And it's almost, it's almost, ir- ir- it's almost disrespectful to him sometimes to hear some people even saying that, knowing that they have no clue just how we got to this place. King had a dream, but those who had the scheme, like Jesse Jackson, those who had the scheme going on, um, it is... I I don't know what's going on, folks. I do not know why you have, why we, we, we have allowed this. But I'm particularly talking, the reason I, I said you is because it was the Hamiltons. It was the Jefferson. It was the Washingtons. It was the Franklins, the Witherspoons. It was that people Old white men, European people, who founded this nation. And, and, and what I'm saying to you, descendants of them, is how in the world do you allow your own history to be wiped out? How is that possible? You're letting your own children's birthright be wiped out. How is that possible? And so, all I can say to you, it's now necessary for you to stand up and push back. Because if you don't, there's only one thing that uh, is going to happen. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, know, I don't know how to break it to you, but there's only one thing that's going to happen, and that you're going to turn into England, Sweden, and all the other countries who did not secure their borders. But I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. The Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Hey, thank you for coming along with us. Building the bridge to conversation. Thank you so much for uh, your time uh, here today. It has been uh, a fantastic, a fantastic day. Um, so far here in the great state of Florida, where I have relocated. And friends, I got to tell you something. I'm loving every minute of it. I love being here. I love being right here in Florida uh, with, uh, well, the people that I've met. I just love it. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to... um, Whatever uh, the good Lord has for me as uh, we move along, as we go along here, um, building the bridge on a daily basis to conversation. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And everybody, everybody needs to uh, hear this. Now hear this. Wake up. Stand up. Push back. Wake up, stand up, push back. This is um, one of the things I need to uh, address as we go along. We need to iron some some things out. And we need to correct the record. That's what has to happen. The record has to be corrected. And that's what I'm saying to you. You have let them distort the record. You have let them uh, vilify the people who brought forth a nation that has become, because of the people who are in it, a nation that has become the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. You, you are letting them vilify that nation. Huh? And, and, and my question is, why? What, what makes you shrink back from that? How, how, come, how come your children are in their schools right now uh, 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 being beaten down literally because of their skin color. Uh, no, n- not talking about little Asian kids or, or little Mexican kids or little black kids. I'm talking about little white kids are being beaten down 
mentally brutalized because of the color of their skin. This is the year 2021, and you have these foaming at the mouth. Foaming at the mouth. Racist black teachers saying things like, of course you're racist. They're saying this to the children because of people who in their families may have never owned slaves, first of all, to begin with. And then secondly, they're, they're talking to people whose children who have no clue. And, and even the, the black kids, don't, they don't have a clue. Listen, the black kids don't have a clue about, about what is, is, is being said here. They don't know. They don't, they don't have a clue about why this is so. But they, they're thinking it must be cool because somehow their parents or the teachers are telling them that now because they're black, they are superior. And they are superior. This is the oxymoron. Check this out. The oxymoron is they are superior because they have been oppressed. Huh? You're superior because you have been oppressed and now you are in a position to rub it in the face, to smear it in the face of someone who you have accused falsely, I might add, and I'm going I'm to deal with that. You're accusing them falsely, black folks, of being your oppressor. Black folks, um, there's nobody, I would say, truly and really, over under, under 80 years old, under 85, let's say, anyone under 85, and there is no one under 85 and not uh, a s- descendant of a plantation owner. I'm talking about a plantation owner. I'm not talking about some rinky-dink, uh, you know, couple of acres, 300. I'm talking about a plantation owner, three, 4,000 acre, you know, plantation. 40,000, 50,000 acre plantation that had to have slaves Unless you're, you know, some kind of descendant and still profiting off the property, and even then, that wouldn't be you. It would be them. It would be your grand great grandparents. Unless you, unless you're somebody like that, uh, there's no need for you to defend yourself against anything. And I, I'm still, I'm saying that they don't have to defend themselves either against anything that their parents did. That their poor four parents did. They don't have to defend themselves against anything like that. Neither would you. Tell you a story. I think I've told it before. I know I've told it before here on the show. I'm going to tell you again. Down in my neck of the woods, I uh, my mother uh, grew up in Grand Cane, Louisiana, on a piece of property that uh, had been in the family and her family. Uh, she was born on it, and so was her mother. And uh, her mother, and, and her mother's mother, 
was the woman who was um, half Choctaw. And uh, somehow that 300 acres uh, was had to be bought from the former slave owners uh, by the great grand my great great grandparents, and I still own a piece of that property down in 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 Louisiana. Anyway, my grandfather had this mule. The way the story goes, Jack was the name of the mule. Okay, and uh, I know common name for a mule, but that was the mule's name. He was, the mule's name was Jack. Somehow Jack came up shot, dead, laying in the field. Uh, Grandpa always blamed the McBrides, a family that, you know, was a part of the church, and they grew up, they, you know, we knew the McBrides, uh, and, and they had a bunch of girls and, and so forth, and so Up until that point in time, according to the way the story goes, you know, the Salters uh, and, you know, it's my mother's maiden maiden name, where my grandmother came from, the Salters, they uh, all were friends, almost relatives, never had married into the McBride family. And after Jack got shot, it never would because there would become a feud over Jack and the McBrides. Grandpa always told his kids, never say another word to those McBrides because it had to be one of those McBrides that killed old Jack. And probably it was. And it was something that I wish that Grandpa had gotten settled way back then. But he didn't. He died leaving the feud open without getting it settled. I'm leading to something. Stay with me. Dr. King also had uh, tried to fix this business between black and white America. But he died before the business could actually get fixed. And so what happened to my family, and I'm going to show you how it happened to America. What happened to my family is that as the the, the time went on after Grandpa's death, Grandma would begin to tell folks, which would be my great-grandmother, would begin to tell my grandmother and her sons, don't you have anything to do with those McBrides? Because they're the ones who caused us to have a hard winter back in whatever year it was. Because they're the ones that Papa says killed old Jack, the mule. On down the road, 30, 40 years later, 50 years later, I'm born. <laughs> 30, 40, 50 years later, I'm born. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a church service I'm about 12 years old. I'm about 12, maybe 13 years old. And as I mentioned, the McBrides are known for the girls that they, they have in their family. They're known for it. And I'm 12, 13 years old. And, uh, hey, guess what? I spot one of those McBride girls that I think I like. I make the mistake 
of telling my grandmother about it. And she pulls me aside and she says to me, don't you ever. Don't you ever. Let me catch you. Talking to any of those. McBrides. Not don't you talk to those girls when you, because they're not good people. That's what grandma told me. They're just not good people. That's what my grandmother told me about the McBrides. That's what she told me. They're not good people. I asked her why. And she said they did something years ago real dirty and underhanded to our family. Didn't tell me about the mule yet. So we got home, sitting there. I said, well, out in the, I think we were shelling peas or something. You know how country folks do. Out in the yard, shelling peas. Out in the yard, shelling peas. Way country folks do. And I, I just happened to ask Grandma and say, well, Grandma, what was the dirty, underhanded things the McBrides did to him? Why can't I talk to, uh, I think her name was Evelyn, the young McBride girl that I, I thought was just so pretty back in the day, you know? And uh, she said, well, they shot Papa's mule. And we almost starved to death. My, my mama, she said, my mama. <laughs> and, and, and her brothers, uh, whatever, almost starved to death that winter and I was just a little bait you know, he said to me uh, you know so her you know and so I'd never met the mule I'd never met my grand my great grandparents I'd met my grandparents of course but I never met my great grandparents all I knew is that this story I, even at that age 12 years old the only question I had in my mind about the grudge that my family had against the McBride Back two generations before is what did it have to do with me today? I'll be back. I'm CL. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back, everybody. 
I thank you so much for coming along with me as we build a bridge to conversation here daily on the C.L. Bryant Show. You can smooth believe this. I never thought I'd say this. Uh, Hey, listen, um, broadcasting throughout the Fruited Plains of our great nation, and it is a great nation, but I never thought I'd say this, being the conservative that I am, being the the Republican voter that I am. I vote GOP, yeah, most of the time. Um, I can't remember the last time I voted for a Democrat, but I have. I have in the past. I've voted for a lot of Democrats because I was a Democrat uh, in the past. I certainly was. But um, I'm not any longer and haven't been for nearly 30 years now. Um, But I never thought I'd say this after Obama left office. I I never thought that I would say these words that I'm about to say to you. I never thought I would say these words. And words are, I miss Obama. (laughs) I I tell you the truth, I miss Obama. Listen, at least, listen, he had, he had a couple things going. He had a couple things going for him that Joe Biden will never have. Are you hearing me? Obama had a couple of things going for him that Joe Biden will never have. You know what they are? He could think on his feet. There was a time when Joe could, but he, I'm sorry, Joe, it's gone. And, and, and it's not your age. I don't believe it's your age. I just believe it's just the, you know, the hand that you've been dealt. You know, I've known people who are younger than you who've been dealt that kind of hand. But um, this is the thing, folks. This is the thing. Joe Biden uh, is diminished. Obama was scheming to fundamentally change the country. We knew that. We could combat that. But the smoke and mirrors that an inept leader of the free world creates is absolutely stunning. It is absolutely stunning how it affects the rest of the world. Now, you see the, the, the Canadian president, the French president, uh, well, not the Canadian president, but you see the French president, Mitterrand, uh, you see even Vladimir Putin, uh, actually not taking shots at him. You know why? Because he, he knows he doesn't have to. Joe Biden's his own worst enemy. And Jen Psaki, uh, his uh, spokesperson or his press secretary, she has the gall to blame conservatives for uh, and blame Republicans for the defunding the police. Now, now, Americans, Americans, just how much Kool-Aid do you have to drink? To believe that uh, this is 
this, this is factual. How, how much Kool-Aid do you have to drink to believe that that is uh, something that's true? You, you, what person in their right mind would think that Republicans, conservatives, people who are always talking about law and order, Trump was called the law and order president. What would make them think they could get away with saying that to you? Huh? <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you why, I tell you what. They think you're stupid. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason somebody would say to you something so obviously crazy. And it's because they think you're stupid. And this is why I was saying to you last hour that, that, that if you don't stand up and push back, you have lost your minds. If, if you don't stand up and push back against this, you have lost your minds. Caucasian people, white folks in this country, because they think you're stupid. And they certainly think I'm stupid, being a black conservative, uh, you know, they, they, you know. There can be no dialogue, their thinking, between we and thee. There can be no dialogue because you're not a part of the program that we are putting in front of you. You're not a part of that program that we are setting in front of you. And my friends, let me say this. You see them doing it to you. You see, it's as though they don't believe you ever look at any videotape. I mean, how many times did, did, did... Ocasio-Cortez and Tlaib and Omar and all of them talk about defunding the police. How, how many times have uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, compared the police to stormtroopers? How many times has that happened? And you are going to stand by idle? You're going to stand by and watch them actually accuse Republicans of wanting to defund police? Are you kidding me? You're going to stand for that? I keep telling you, I keep saying this to you, and I'm going to tell you again, I'm going to tell you until I can't tell you anymore. And I, I pray, God, that is a long, long time. If, if, if we, I, I pray the time comes and I don't have to tell you anything. You wake up, and you can see this for yourself. But, but I'm going to keep telling you this. You must not run from who you have been in the past to this country. It is the Jeffersons. 
the Washingtons, the Hamiltons, the Witherspoons, the Franklins, the John Hancocks. It's those names. Please hear what I'm saying to you. It is those names that founded this nation. They were European names. They were white European names. They founded this country. That's a that's not a bad thing. Yes, there were slaves here, but there's been slaves everywhere at all times during the course of human history. And because of that fact, that should be no reason to dismantle or try to destroy the greatest nation on the face of the planet in which I happen to have been born because why there were slaves here and my ancestors happened to be among them. And I'm glad about it. I am glad about it. I could not have this opportunity that I enjoy in America, in Nigeria or Somalia, and the other part of me is Scots and Irish. I, I, I couldn't enjoy what I enjoy in America, in Scotland or Ireland. Neither could you. Oh, you might like being there because that's the place of your birth or whatever, you know, if you were, if you were born there, but you weren't. You were born here. Me too. You may be white. I may be black. You may be Latino. I, 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 you know, you may be something else, German extraction, whatever. But we're all Americans now. And we have overcome so many things. And it is so r- stupid of us to revisit that past in a way that hinders our future here now. It is so stupid of us to be involved in in, in that type of, and letting it go on right in front of your face. You're running away from your own history. And somehow, because of the, uh, oh, what's the word? What's the word? The atonement that you have let liberals put on you about why you should atone, you have allowed these clowns in the... And, and, and see, Trump, Trump was unapologetic for being American and the history that we have. He was unapologetic for that, and rightly so. There was no reason to apologize for it. The very reason that we're successful, I'm successful, you're successful, anyone is successful in this country. It's because of the idea that was put into place by those old white men, the Hamiltons, the Hancocks, the Washingtons, the Jeffersons, the Franklins. They're on your money. Most that I named are Hamilton and Jefferson, Washington. They're on your money. Uh do I have a beef with them? No, my great-great-great-grandfather my may have. But evidently he survived whatever it was. He survived it and evidently had children. And 
They had children. And they had children. And here I am. We overlook the little things sometimes, don't we? The little things are is that we're here. It may seem little, but it's huge. We always overlook those things, don't we? It's a big thing to be here right now in America. And it's a stupid thing to forget how you got here and why God has allowed you to be here. It's a stupid thing to forget that. I'm here in this country right now because there were slaves, and that was a that was a bad thing then, but it's a good thing now for me. It was a bad thing then, but it's good for me now. You see, it's always somebody else that had to pay a price for you to be where you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad worked for me to go to college. I squandered a lot of that. <laughs> and uh, in my early years, oh, yes, I did. But... I'm glad he paid the price. He bought the lesson for me as I bought it from my children. I have bought them so many lessons. And I'm sure as time goes on, and they, you know, the other, whether they appreciate it or not, I'm sure as time goes on and people keep procreating, if in fact that continues to be an option in this crazy world that they are fundamentally changing as far as gender is concerned even, I'm sure that we'll continue to create kids who, well, you'll have to pay the price for. They'll pay the price for theirs, and they'll pay the price for theirs, or they won't. Maybe we are headed toward a society that is going to be rooted and grounded in absolute government dependency for every child that's born, and then you have to limit the children that are born because you do have to limit the dependency on a crumbling American economy because it is overloaded, overloaded with people who have a free ride. You have a dollar that is absolutely worthless. It takes ten dollars to buy it. It, 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 it take, you say it take it'll take twenty dollars to buy what one dollar is buying now. That's what inflation will do. The rate that we're printing money and spending money. I saw in, I think it was Newsmax, that they said that we will pray for the days of Jimmy Carter. Biden will leave Americans wanting Jimmy Carter. That's bad. <laughs> oh, that's real bad. We're talking, and, and, and we were living in California at the time. Jane and I were living in California at the time. 
and we saw, we were, we were in the lines. We had a little uh, car, uh, uh, Toyota Corolla. Yeah, I had bought a, a Toyota, brand new Toyota Corolla. Uh, they were just, you know, coming out. They were big deals uh, back then, you know, low energy, you know, good on gas, all that kind of thing. They were they were the, among the first of the cars that were getting big gas mileage. And so uh, I got one, and we uh, moved to California. Kids, our older kids were small, our Two older girls were small, uh, I think two and three or three, uh, two and one, two and infant, or maybe, maybe, maybe uh, two and one, I think two and one. Yeah. Two and one is what they were. And so, um, the lines, the gas lines were wrapped around the buildings. This was. 1979, 1980. Yeah. Right before, this was 19, no, this was 1978-79. And uh, Ronald Reagan was about to run for president. The governor of California is about to run for president. But it is being said that Joe Biden will make us long for the days of Jimmy Carter. I'm CL. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is a day of reckoning. This right now, my friends, is a day of reckoning. When we are looking at news feeds saying that Joe Biden will make us long for the days of Jimmy Carter, when you hear me saying that I never thought I would say this, that I miss Barack Obama, I got to tell you, baby, things are bad, real bad. I'll be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Back on this great day. Thank you for coming along with us. 
uh, in the USA, our homeland, my homeland. I don't know about you, uh, but I hope you can make it yours legally if you're not, because we got enough of the others uh, in here. We don't need nobody else in here illegally. million people have come across that border. Yeah, they have. And the Supreme Court is saying it's okay to detain some illegal immigrants without hearings. Uh, I Saw the Light is a song that uh, I think it was Hank Williams or, uh, made popular way, way back before my time. But it was a, a, a song, I, you know, I wandered so aimless, life filled with sin. You know, then I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord. I saw the that's that's Hank Williams. He he is the the that should be the theme song of the Democrat Party, and it is being the theme song of those who are beginning to walk back some things that they have been doing. And I, I hope that the Supreme Court falls into line before um, you know Clarence Thomas retires or somebody retires. Uh, I, I certainly hope that who, the conservatives on the bench right now, and I'm praying that uh, Justice Thomas does not retire uh, anytime soon. I, oh, my God, I pray he doesn't. Uh, Joe Biden cannot. Oh, my goodness. No, we cannot have him. We cannot have Ocasio-Cortez appoint a Supreme Court justice. We can't do it. We can't, we can't have Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders appoint a Supreme Court justice. Nancy Pelosi won't have a thing to do with it. She won't have a thing to do with it. It will be Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders who will support, support a Supreme Court justice if Clarence Thomas or some of the conservatives decide to retire while Joe Biden is still president and, God forbid, uh, from, uh, Famala, or Kamala Harris <laughs> Famala, uh, <laughs> being, uh, becoming president of the United States. God forbid that such an evil would strike us. God forbid that. But sure could. And uh, the light is coming on, though, because the people, and that's you. The people are always the last say in all of this. People are always the last say. And so you, you have to have your say. And you have to have your say off of what you see. What are you seeing, Americans? You are seeing rampant crime just taking over your streets. Now, in, in conservative communities, let me tell you the difference between uh, places like Chicago and perhaps, you know, uh, where other people may live who are conservative, because Chicago one of the most liberal places on earth, okay, in, in the country anyway, not on earth, but in the country. Uh, Los Angeles, the same way. Houston, same way. Um, New York City, same way. What are you seeing? Of course, you're seeing crime just explode. Um, they also have against United States citizens, against American citizens, they have the toughest gun laws against law-abiding citizens. Those places where crime is rampant also have some of the uh, 
I don't think Houston may be that way, but it is certainly true of New York. It's certainly true of Chicago. It's certainly true of Los Angeles, uh, Seattle, uh, you know, place like Wisconsin. It's certainly true. I don't know about Wisconsin, but I know Seattle's that way. Oregon's certainly that way. And you're seeing this burst of crime. And you say, why? Is it happening in places where there are strict gun laws? Let me tell you why it's happening in places where there are strict gun laws. It's because the people can't protect themselves. You've heard me say this many times. Listen, uh, down on the farm where I spent the summers in my life, I spent the summers on the farm down at my, my grandparents' place, down the farm, playing out in the woods and stuff. You know, I just love being down there. Except, you know, when Grandpa worked me like a Hebrew slave, I, it, was, it was great. <laughs> when, when Toby got some food in his bowl uh, and, and some water to drink, it was great. My grandfather worked me like a Hebrew slave. But it made a man out of me, and I think uh, I got to thank him because I'm still in, in good shape today. And I have a feeling that it's because of all the sweat and hard work that I did as a, a kid growing up. I mean, he started working me hard when I was uh, eight, nine years old. I mean, working me, working me. I was carrying water out to the field when I was younger than that, five or six. Yeah. They had to carry it out. They had to carry the water out there. It towed it. It towed it. Country folks say, yeah, tote, tote some water out there to them. Fill that bucket up. Don't, don't spill it. Don't slosh it. Don't let it slosh. Start sloshing. You stop. Let it settle down. Walk smooth. <laughs> <laughs> old, folks, old folks didn't care that you were five or six years old. <laughs> they wanted you to get that thing done because they wanted you to take, do what they needed you to do. And they needed it done. You had to do it because they were getting old. I think that is what made a man out of me uh, physically, you know, really, really physically uh, in good shape. And I thank God for that. But um, the old folks would work you. They'd make you sweat. Uh, they, they weren't, Grandma, you weren't, they weren't too uh, keen on, the back toss and the sass and all that kind of stuff. They they weren't keen on that at all. In fact, that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't happening. I wouldn't think of doing it. I don't think of doing it. One reason, because I had seen what happened to others. <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that had tried that, you know. I've seen what had happened to them, so why would I, why would I want that? Why would I want to inflict that kind of pain upon myself? Huh? No way. I'm not doing that. But today, they have they they had guns. Then my grandparents had guns, loaded guns in the house, loaded guns in the house. The whole time I knew where they were. You had the double barrel shotgun. You had the twelve gauge shotgun. You had the. Uh, 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 for, uh, the the .30-06 rifle, and you had the four ten squirrel gun that I they gave to me. Gave me that four ten. Gave it to me, and and I'd squirrel hunt with it. Loaded, 
all, I, I, I've been carrying a rifle. I've been carrying that 410 since I was eight, nine years old. And to the woods. I learned how to shoot. I'm five, five, six years old. I mean, they, you know, taught me how to shoot. We never had any problems with uh, people wanting to come down and rob us or anything. You know why? Because we knew how to shoot. And, yeah, we had guns. Everybody knew you had guns. You know why the people knew you had guns? Because you'd be out practicing shooting your guns in the woods that you lived on. So people knew you had guns. You heard gunfire all the time. We were responsible. We're not going to fire or shoot toward anybody's home. We're going to shoot in a fashion that a bullet, a strafe bullet, could hit anyone. There's no way. We knew where everybody and everything was. You fire uh, a, a shot into a tree to give warning that you're fixing to start shooting. See? Give him the deer and the for you tree huggers out there, giving the deer and the antelopes playing, give them time to get clear, be some shooting around here. But you shot into a specific area where you know that no bullets were going to ricochet or travel into someone's home or anything, to their car. Or you, you fired warning shots to let people know if they happen to be over in that thicket or that brush or whatever, that some shooting was about to start. Stay low. Okay. The country folks are not home invaded. That's my point. And it's because criminals aren't that stupid. They want to hit the soft targets, the targets that are easy, and they get away without being scratched. That's what they want. They don't want a criminal. Uh, listen, uh, what, what criminal wants to get into a gunfight where he might get killed? The whole point is to get the money or get, a, get whatever it is you're after and get away. You're not going to engage with somebody who's, who's willing to resist you. But America, you have been turned into sheep, all of you, red, yellow, black, and white. You're being turned into sheep. And uh, they want to put you in a position where you cannot resist you, you, can't, you can't resist them. You can't resist their will upon you. You can't resist them. Folks, I'm telling you, um, these are troubling times that we live in because it's a time of great deception. There, there is so much deception out there right now. When you see people blatantly, blatantly stand in front of you and lie to you, just they are they they are lying to you, and 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 we are are somehow listening to those lies. They're lying to you. How could the, how could anyone in their right mind believe that it would be Republicans who would want to take police off the street by defunding them? 
who, who, who in their right mind could possibly believe such a thing? No one, I dare tell you, no one in their right mind, I dare tell you, could possibly believe such a thing. But the Democrats somehow think that you're stupid enough to believe that. They somehow think that you're stupid enough to believe that. Are you? Are you? You know what to do next. You know what must be done next. You have to vote them out. Because they they are lying to you. They are lying to you in ways that is absolutely disrespectful to um, <laughs> your, your sense and sensibility. That, that's how stupid they think you are. That's how stupid they think you are. <laughs> Blatantly. Blatantly. Lie to you. They don't care. So, stand up, push back, and uh, it is absolutely true. Uh, No question about it. This young man uh, from Florida, um, Byron Donalds, Byron Donalds uh, from Florida, I absolutely agree. It's time we need to take back our schools. Got to take them back. Uh, Trump's visit to the border. Hey, it uh, did showcase key issues for the Republican base. Trump wants to run for president. Trump is going to get the nomination. If Trump wants to run for president uh, and Joe Biden is still there, which I doubt he will be, I, there, I, I just can't. Listen, folks, I'm not being ugly or, you know, trying to wish any ill or evil on anyone. I'm just not. Um, but I will say this. Joe Biden does not show any signs of durability. I'll put it like that. He shows no signs of durability. And I was saying this a little bit earlier. I, there are uh, Joe Lieberman, the pre- President Trump, uh, Chuck Schumer. They're all, they're all, you know, in that same age bracket. Nancy Pelosi is older than all of them. But I, I have a feeling that Nancy would probably be kind of diddly, too. Nancy's 82, I think, 81, 82 years old. And um, she's still sharp, but Joe Biden's not sharp anymore. He does remind me of my grandfather when my grandfather was in his 90s. My grandfather became a little bit befuddled. 
And, you know, he told the same stories about his mother used to tell him. I'm telling you, my grandfather used to do the same thing. And uh, uh, my mom always used to say, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. And and he, he'd tell you that almost every time. <laughs> Joe does it every time, almost every time. And uh, But Grandpa was uh, twenty, nearly 20 years older than Joe when he started doing that. The same one I'm telling you used to sweat and work me like a Hebrew slave. Well, his father worked him the same way. And somehow it added to their longevity. I don't know. I don't know if that's the, just in the genes or what. I don't know. But uh, obviously, Joe didn't do enough sweating or something because, and I, I mean, I don't know what, what, what causes onset of uh, early dementia and that type of thing. I don't, I don't know. I just pray God it never happens to, to anyone that you love, anyone that I love. And I hope it's not really happening to Joe. I just hope Joe is just slow these days, but he's much too slow for the high-paced world of being the commander-in-chief. He's not up to the task. Kamala Harris is not, is not up to that task. Friends, the truth is we are in trouble. You do realize that, right? We, we, are, we are in serious trouble. And um, only time will tell, and it's going to be a short time that will tell it. Just how much trouble we're in. And if we can survive the trouble. It's one thing to recognize that you're in trouble. Yes, it's one thing to recognize it, but it's another thing to see a way out. And what's happening right now in, in the American mind, in the American psyche, uh, is this. We don't necessarily see a way out. We don't necessarily see a way out. If Joe Biden remains president of the United States, if Kamala Harris became president of the United States, we don't see a way out of that. We see how bad it went and how quickly it went bad. I'm going to talk a little bit about that when I return. With more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. I'm C.L. But I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside you thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always live a heavy hand. 
stretch of the C.L. Bryant show, home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show. I uh, certainly want to thank each and every one of you for having come back with us here to um, this portion of uh, our American journey here on the C.L. Bryant show. How much trouble will we be in? Well, um, if America goes away, let me ask you this. If America goes away, if America goes away, where do people go? Huh? If America goes away, where do people go? Where do they go? If America goes away. And friends, this is um, a reality that, that is facing us. This, this is a possibility, a definite possibility that is facing us. I pray God it never becomes reality. That this nation goes away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah don't want that to happen. Where do people go if America goes away? I was asked that question. I was speaking up in uh, Bend, Oregon, and uh, this, this, this Eastern Bloc refugee came to me, and he, he says this to me. He says this to me, CL, if America goes away, where do people go? Friends, you can believe that or not. That's a legit that's a super legit question. <laughs> That's a super legit question. If America goes away, where do people go? If America goes away. Everybody's clamoring to get in here, and you have this, 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 this idiot young uh, kid who's born here, an American. And this is the thing that gets me about the, our, our young people who would even um, imagine themselves buying into this, this lunacy that America is an evil place. This is what gets me about it uh, here. Can't they see that there are people who would gladly take their place? And they can go and be wherever they, the, the people that took their place came from. They're too stupid to see that. You see, they're too stupid to see that. And so I don't know what to say about it. I, I really don't know what to say about it. But it would be easy for me to see, well, hey, there's people trying to get into America at the border, but yet this is an evil place. What, what, what sense would that make for them to try and get? Oh, you may justify it by saying, oh, they don't know just how evil it is. So I'm going to stand up here and, and, and demonstrate to them how evil it is. Although the platform that I'm standing on is an elite platform given to me uh, because of my hard work and achievement in America. Which, of course, the platform that I'm standing on is the largest platform, one of the largest platforms that the world ever sees. The Olympics, perhaps the Olympics is the largest platform that the world ever sees. 
Oh, we may talk Super Bowl. We might talk, uh, you know, bases, World Series. No, the Olympics is the largest stage that the world ever sees. And you have a privilege to represent America, the most successful country in the world. And obviously, you, in your field of, of, of expertise, in your field of athletics, you are the best that America has to offer, and you ha- are being recognized as that. And you're going to turn your back on the flag, you're going to, uh, uh, and the mu- and the national anthem that has recognized you, and and given you an opportunity to rep- rec- represent the great nation that you are born in. No, your 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 foreparents didn't didn't want you to do that. Uh-uh. They didn't want you to do that. And 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 one thing I might hold against Grandpa is that uh, I think Grandpa might have wanted us to hold a grudge against the McBrides for killing Jack. But the, the fact of the matter is this. It's the same as my situation with my grandfather and that mule that got killed by the McBrides. Of course, he said that we, there was never any proof of that. The McBrides denied it. And to this day, uh, of course, I mean, of course, I don't know anything. None of us that are alive, the McBrides or the children, the descendants of the Salters, uh, know anything about that. Okay? Because we didn't know Jack. We didn't know the mule. We did not know our great-great-great-grandparents, our great-great-grandparents. So why would we fight that feud? That Hatfield and McCoy thing. Why would that be a blood feud down through generations? That doesn't make sense. There is nothing that any of us can do about our grandparents' past. You can't change it. In fact, if you walked into the room of the past, if you wanted to change something back in that room, there is nothing you could do about it. There is nothing that you could do about it. Even if you wanted to change some things in, the, in, in that room of the past, there's nothing you could do about it. You can't change a picture on the wall. You can't move a piece of furniture. You can't change a scene that has gone by in the historical past. You can't change one scene in it. Hey, if you drop the ball... Uh, in the t- in, in the in the end zone, the ball was dropped forever, baby. You might go on, might as well go on. <laughs> yeah, if you missed the girl, and she went and married somebody else, and it hurt then, don't let it hurt you now. It's gone. It's absolutely gone. There's nothing you can do about it. Go on. Some of you, uh, that's the favorite room of yours. That's where you live. You live in that room. Purposely, you live in that room. And I am saying to you, I am saying to you, America, don't let them lock you in that room of the past because there's nothing you can do about it. 
And the only thing that it does serve is to make you feel bitter about today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You start feeling bitter about today. And that's no good. That's no good. Why why would you want to feel bitter about today over things that happened yesterday? Huh? Oh, man, I knew this guy married this woman and uh, his ex-wife had been bad to him, really bad to him. And he ran, he basically ran, he he wrecked their relationship because she couldn't do anything without it somehow reminding him of something his ex-wife had done to him. He was living in the past. You know, he's living in the past. And that's what we're we're guilty of. We're we're somehow blaming our current situation on things and events that happened in the past. Yeah. We somehow are blaming our current situation on things that somehow happened in the past. And all it is doing is making us bitter toward our American present and future. Because somehow... Because of things that we, the people are talking about right now, Black Lives Matter, uh, critical race theorists, those people who are out pushing that type thing, they have never really experienced true racism. They 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 like to call it systematic racism. Well, no, back when uh, uh, I was coming along, there was systematic racism. Not being able to ride anywhere on the bus and systematically saying that your behind has to ride in the back. That's systematic racism. Uh, having water fountains that are different, that's systematic racism. And see, this is what is being created on college campuses. Black kids are wanting to systematically segregate themselves while decrying the idea that there is systematic racism. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. While decrying the idea that uh, there is systematic racism, they want to create on college campuses segregated dorms just for blacks while you cry out against Systematic racism. (laughs) That does not make any sense at all, does it? No, it does not. But this is what you're falling for, and they're, they're believing that you will continue to fall for it. Why? Because they think you're stupid. They think you are stupid. 
And I guess they have reason to believe it because uh, somehow, and, and I know how, but somehow, the Democrat Party allowed uh, Joe Biden to be nominated as their nominee, knowing that he was diminished, knowing that uh, they had Plan B already to be launched. And uh, they knew that Joe Biden was the perfect foil, just like Barack Obama was the perfect foil to fool all of us. Perfect foil to fool all of us. And so we've been fooled. All right, friends, we have been fooled. (laughs) Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend this right that I have to speak my mind. And, friends, I certainly believe and I certainly trust that until I'm able to talk to you again, God will bless and keep you all. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.